Father, our prayer is simple and made with confidence of those who love. Raise us up from the depths of our discouragement and even from the tombs of our death. Send us your spirit of life to enliven us and give us hope to shake off the wrappings of our sin and despair. In you we live and you we worship through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if you, if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit that dwells in you. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now a man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. So the sisters sent word to him, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death but it is for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you, and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. He said this, and he told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, will he be saved? But Jesus was talking about his death, while they thought that he might meant ordinary sleep. 
So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died, and I am glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Dinimus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in a tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will arise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and is asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in her house, comforting her, saw Mary get up and quickly go out, they followed her presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, By now there will be stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A man who lived in Greenville, South Carolina, had died 
and a few weeks after his death, there was a letter that came to his home, to his widow, that in part said, your food stamps will stop effective uh, March 1992. You can reapply if there is a change in your circumstances. <laughs> if there is a change in circumstances, Jesus certainly changed the circumstances that Lazarus was in. In the eyes of everyone in his life, uh, he was dead in the tomb for four days. Yet Jesus comes to the place and changes everything. Not just for him, but for people who witness this, this great miracle. What Jesus is doing in the gospel reading, we heard uh, God predicted in the Old Testament uh, scripture readings. That, uh, the reading that we heard from Ezekiel, for example, he said through the prophet, My people, I will have you rise from your tomb. My spirit will give you new life. St. Paul said the same thing. The Spirit of God within us will, will help us, will raise us up. We must live by the Spirit, not by the flesh, of course. So it's a great reminder for us you know, to, to uh, reflect what do we do, how do we live. Believing and, living and believing go hand in hand, and believing leads to eternal life. What we see here, of course, that Jesus uh, performing this miracle strengthened the, fa the faith of those around him. Many became to believe in him when they saw what happened to Lazarus. So, but there are many, many great details in this story that remind us and can help us grow as, as God's people, can help us grow in that life that God offers us. So we hear the story begins in a very ordinary way. A man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany. In case you're wondering who, his name is Lazarus. What is the illness? He was ill. The illness he, he is stricken with, so to say, is mortality. Each one of us experiences this illness. Ultimately, mortality is ours. Nobody can avoid it. There is no cure for it. But then you may say, wait a second, Father, you're wrong. There is cure for mortality. God is the cure for it. Jesus' resurrection is the cure for it. The Spirit of God is the cure for mortality, for that illness that each one of us ultimately experiences. So this is what, what Jesus is doing, reminding the people that with God there is no death, only life. That God cannot be kept in the tomb. That God's love cannot be kept in the tomb, in the darkness of decay. So when we hear the story, of course, first of all, Jesus says that Lazarus is asleep. He doesn't even use the word death. Only when the, the, the apostles misunderstood, he says, Lazarus has died, and I am glad that I was not there to stop it. So they go to, to Bethany, and of course we see that Martha comes to meet Jesus and said, says the same thing that her sister Mary says later, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. In a sense, they're disappointed. Lord, you love us. You are our friend. Where were you? We needed you. See, in a sense, they, they too are already a little bit in the tomb. Their hopes are crushed. Their brother is gone. But then Jesus starts to change their way of thinking. Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? He challenges her. What, what do you think? How many times did I talk about life? How many times you have heard me preach about God offering only life? only grace, only his light. Think about it. So the people are gathered there, of course, and we heard that Jesus asked, where have you laid him? 
and they tell him, Lord, come and see. In a sense, they tell him, Lord, come and see where we bury ourselves. Come and see our tombs. So again, they're telling him, Lord, look, this is where we, where we, where we bury ourselves, by giving up on our hopes, on our dreams, on who we can be. Come and see. And Jesus wept. Why did Jesus weep? Yes, as a human being, perhaps he did weep because Lazarus has died, although we know that just a few moments later, he raised him from the dead. So the true reason why Jesus was weeping was because he saw how many people, unfortunately, buried themselves prematurely, put themselves in their tombs, as I said, by giving up on their hopes and dreams, on becoming who God intended them to be. So again, that challenges us to ask, are there perhaps those tombs in our own lives where we bury ourselves prematurely? And of course we know, Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. Only his words, only had, he only had to say those words and he came out, but he was bound by burial bands. So what does Jesus do? He says, untie him and let him go. What ties us up? It was the burial bands they tied up Lazarus. What binds us up? Fears, doubts, uncertainties, anxieties. What makes us sweat at night? What are our fears? Jesus says, I want, you to, I want to untie you so you can live free. Free of those. And again, we may say, well, it's easier said than done. Living and believing in Jesus accomplishing, accomplishes that. There's a story, a true story of a missionary who was shipwrecked and washed up on the shore of a small village or an island when there was a small village. The villagers saved this missionary, nursed him back to health, and he stayed there for about 20 years among these villagers, but he never preached a, a single sermon. He never sang a single hymn, church hymn, never talked about the Bible or Jesus or anything like that. What he did was, when somebody was hungry, he offered them food. When somebody was thirsty, he offered them drink. When somebody was sick, he provided care for them. He, he identified with every human condition. And this is how he lived for about, as I said, for about 20 years. After 20 years, there was a group of missionaries that came to this island, and they started talking to the villagers about a certain man called Jesus. They talked about him and talked about him. So the villagers, after listening to them, said to them, this man you're talking about has been living among us for the last 20 years. They took them to, see, to meet this man, and they met their long-lost brother whom they thought to be dead. Because of what? Never, never said or preached a single sermon, never sang a song never talked about it, but he lived the way that made them make the connection. This is the man they were talking about. This is the Jesus the missionary preached. This man was the Jesus living among them. So Jesus is challenging us to ask that question. Can you come out? I'm inviting you to come out of the tombs. They don't have to be, of course, physical tombs. Sometimes we know what they can be, certain patterns, certain behaviors or attitudes that Jesus says, come out untie yourself, or help other, others to be untied as well. Untie them and let them go. Let them be free. So again, a great 
great uh, gospel story, especially because now we're going to enter Holy Week, of course, starting next weekend with Palm Sunday, reminding us what Jesus did, what he sacrificed on our behalf. So we could be not in the tomb. He didn't remain in the tomb. He, he came out. So let us remember, with God, there is never death, only life. God's love cannot be buried. It cannot, be, it cannot remain in the tomb. Let us reflect it in the way we live. And, of course, let us also reflect on that question that Jesus said to Martha and Mary. Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Think of the, this question this way. Did I not tell you, Jesus is asking us, that if you open your heart, mind, and soul to me, you will experience growth in your life. You will experience a growth in your parish family here at Good Shepherd because you know we have different needs. In so many different ways, each one of us can be involved in parish life. Jesus is telling us, do I not tell you, did I not tell you, do I not remind you that if you give yourself more, you will experience personal growth, you will experience growth as a parish family at Good Shepherd. So let's answer that challenge. Jesus is saying to us, come out, come out and live. So let's be thankful for the, the, the incredible miracle he performed because that miracle is still ongoing. It can still be happening in our midst. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.